We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on this Thursday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Honestly, app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. This should night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the uh, the Falcons flyover. Um, unfortunately, my uh, audio on uh, this computer not playing real well, so that's kind of frustrating. But anyway, sorry, just uh, having some computer issues. Uh, Falcons did make a move today. Falcons signed safety Henry Black, and they waived tight end uh, Braden. Uh, uh, is it Lenius? Lenius? Who? Uh, Henry Black is an undrafted free agent safety who was brought in to be a practice squad player for the Packers, and he's been up, down, and sideways. He was a um, free agent pickup by the Giants. He's played, uh, let's see here, played 25 games in two years. Didn't play last year, so he didn't didn't play. Well, no, I take that back. He did, he did, um, uh, he was placed on the non-football injury list, signed by the Giants. Did not play with the Giants. He was signed this year by the Giants, 2022 with the Giants. Obviously, did not play for him, not in the season yet, but was getting right. Again, here's here's what I know. Nothing. Who's Henry Black? Who the hell are these guys that were signed? Is this where we're at? Is this what we've got left? You know what his weighted career average is? Like, it's like one, it's 13,130th among safeties. Since 1960. I'm just looking at some of these numbers here. Six foot, 204 pounds. Like, why don't we go out and get somebody? Look, we got money. Go out and get some damn buddy. That that matters. Henry Black? Who the hell is Henry Black? And who the hell was the guy we cut? Brain Lenius? Lenius? Lenny and Squiggy? Who the hell is these guys? Who are these guys? We got money. Go out and get damn Jason Pierre-Paul or Indomitian Sue or somebody. Or Eric Flowers or somebody. Go out and get me somebody on my roster that can help me out and win. All these vagabonds that just mill around and come in and out. Oh, my God. Jeez. Anyway. Um, I was trying to uh, listen to some audio about NFL.com's uh floor and ceiling and things like that for what they think that the uh, the Falcons could be this year. They it looks like the NFL is predicting them uh as low as 4 and 13 and as high as 7 and 10. So they say that their floor is 4 4 wins. Their ceiling is 7. Okay. 
mean, I think it's pretty fair. I think their floor is lower than that. I think their floor could be two or three wins. Really bad. If things really bottom out, yeah, they could be a two to three win team when all is said and done. If things go well, yeah, seven's probably the high watermark of of how good things could be for the Falcons, right? I think that's I think that's the reality. That's about as good as it gets. It's probably being the same record that you were last year. I think there'll be a game worse. Like I said, six wins. That's what I'm I'm uh, I'm predicting. These guys, there's Henry Black, Braden, what? Anyway, all right, let's uh, let's get to some audio before I get too frustrated here. Uh, let's start with the head coach. Here's Arthur Smith talking about Caleb Huntney getting a bunch of carries because he's earning them and how he's going to operate. And we're certainly more comfortable what we're asking him to do, and with that group, uh, there's great competition there. Somebody's going to have to emerge, and somebody needs to carry the ball. But uh, like I said, I mean that's why you saw Huntley out there today. He deserves it. We'll find the. The guys that are the, the toughest guys, they can do it the right way. They'll, they'll go out there and play. Well, I've asked this question. We were talking about with Steve Weish last night. Is Algier going to be the guy who could lead this team in carries? Is Patterson going to lead this team in carries? He's right. I mean, there's not really a guy that's an every-down back with any sort of track record. E- even Patterson's not an every-down back. Algier hasn't proven himself in the NFL. Caleb Huntley's, you know, just a vagabond. Allison's a guy never proved himself in the NFL, right? It is a lot of questions that are at that running back position. And if this team is going to do what I think they want to do, which is run the football more, be more of a power running football team, because you don't have a quarterback who can just huck it all over the field. Okay, if that's the case, then somebody does have to emerge. That's why preseason, again, another thing to watch for, watch how the running backs play. Running backs play in the preseason who can emerge out of that group here's uh, Arthur Smith talking about Felipe Franks and uh, impressed by what he's doing at tight end and quarterback yeah Felipe is uh, it's impressive what he's doing and it says a lot about him and the kind of teammate the guy loves to play football he's obviously got a big arm and and, you know played at Florida played at Arkansas there's been guys that made transitions uh, to other positions he's a unique athlete and I love the way he's coming out and competing. He's getting better every day, and all he wants to do is carve out a role and help us win, and I appreciate that about him. Hey, Dylan, ask me if being in the NFL is better than not being in the NFL. John, is being in the NFL better than not being in the NFL? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let me me say this. If they told Felipe Franks, hey, we need you to start punting, okay? Um, You start punting. Because being in the NFL, I know you love to play football, but being in the NFL is better than not being in the NFL. Unless Felipe Franks is going to tell me that he's got a well-paying gig at NFL Network, ESPN, or something like that, playing football and being on an NFL team is better than not being on an NFL team. Okay? Let's cut through the fog and everything. This is a young man. Coming out of college into the real world now, time to pay bills. Right? He ain't going down to Publix to bag groceries. Wants to play in the NFL, and he's got a skill set. What's that? You need me to move to tight end? No problem. You need me to do kickoffs? Remember, who was the guy in the um, Longest Yard movie, the, the Adam Sandler version of Longest Yard? 
Who's the guy that that they that was like the backup quarterback and the kick guy that was so bad? Like if that's what you got to do to be on the team and collect an NFL check, then you go make kickoffs, right? Brucey, that's who that was. You throw throw passes, run run um, you know run patterns as a tight end, kickoffs, gunner on punter. Special teams, field goal kicker, punt, whatever. It's better to be on a roster than not be on a roster. This is not hard. Like, I'm not taking away from Felipe Franks, but Felipe Franks wants to do whatever it takes to be in the NFL. He's not ready to go sell insurance or run a car parts story. (sighs) Here's uh, Smith talking about his love for Patterson. Yeah, and it gets a little dopamine drip, like he probably goes on, searches his name on social media and feels all warm inside. CP's great. He's here to help help us win. Whatever the game plan is, that'll be how many carries he gets. And uh, we got a lot of guys that want to come out here and compete and win, and that's all that matters. Well, look, they did a magnificent job last year of maximizing the offensive ability of Cordero Patterson, right? Not just a return guy. We're going to feature him in the run game. We're going to feature him in the pass game. Double-digit touchdown guy. You know, he's a guy that they coached up and got the most out of. Here's uh, Smith talking about uh, Isaiah Oliver being uh, handled day by day to slowly progress him. There's a lot of conversations. You know, he's, he's as he's rehabbing, we do a lot of stuff with our performance staff, where he's along, where he's at medically, and then we got to assess that really day to day. I mean, the ultimate goal is to get him to 100%, and so he can, he can help us win. Well, here, here's what I'll say. He played well enough last year before he got hurt to get his name back. No more 26. We can call him Isaiah Oliver. He played well enough to get his name back uh, out of all of it. All right, let's get to uh, Dave Ragone, uh, the Falcons' offensive coordinator, uh, talking about how healthy competition is benefiting us. Competition's healthy. And I, and I can't understate that enough about a healthy competition. And, like, I've, those guys have said to each other, and, and we've said before, like, they are rooting for each other, but they're also wanting to bring the best out of themselves. And if that's the case, if they're rooting for each other and they're trying to bring the best out of themselves, we're going to get the best quarterback play. And through the first two days, those guys have come out with a really good command. They've got conviction behind their throws, and they're having fun, and they're going out and competing. And that's exactly the message, not just at the quarterbacks, but the other spots that have been out there. And, and it's been a really good start to camp. That sound like a guy who's declared Marcus Mariota as the starter? Doesn't sound like it to me. So all the tweets and texts and everything I got, and the stories, pro football talk, Marcus Mariota, no. The quarterback's coach made that comment. The OC didn't make that comment. The head coach didn't make that comment. The owner didn't make that comment. None of those guys that, that make the decisions said that Mariota's the starter. You do have quarterback one, quarterback two when you're running practice and reps and things like that. Hello, you ever run a practice? You got you got that going out there. Somebody's got to be quarterback one, quarterback two, right? Doesn't mean that he's a starter. Doesn't mean that he will be. No, look, I said three months ago, he'll be the starting quarterback. It makes all the sense in the world to start Mariota. Doesn't make a lot of sense to start Ritter. Unless he just plays out of his ever-loving mind, doesn't make sense to start Ritter because the offensive line issues, learning in the NFL, playing for a bad team, that's how you get David Carr. That's how you get Tim Couch. 
That's how you get Akili Smith is by doing that. And I understand that those guys were way higher draft picks, but that's what happens when you put guys in bad positions with bad teams. Uh, here's Dave Ragone talking about the wide receivers. They're competing on every route uh, and every route, excuse me, and that's how you get a fast offense. I think it's for the whole group, though. Uh, I know you asked about Drake, but like you get a receiver group, a tight end group, a skill set group in the backfield that is coming out. They understand what their responsibilities are, and more importantly, like they're coming out competitive. And regardless of where the ball goes, and it's the one thing we tell everybody, just because there's only one ball, so only one guy's going to have a chance to catch on any play, we're still grading, measuring, evaluating, just like they should, the other routes. And that's what you see. You see other guys out there competing, even though the ball doesn't go their way, like they're trying to win the rep. And the more you have of that, the more guys understand that the ball could go anywhere, like you're going to get a fast offense, and that's the goal. Okay. All this sounds good, and I'm, I'm in – I'm I'm in. I'm ready to, as the Ghostbusters famously said, we are ready to believe you. Here's uh, Drake London talking to the media, appreciating this moment in life. Yeah, I think everything's a first for me right now, so I'm excited for every little thing. And um, I think that's what I took for granted in college is I didn't didn't really look at those things that much. And so now I'm just um, loving the grind and, and going after it every day. He's going to love that paycheck, too. Right? A lot more money in the NFL than at Southern Cal in those days. Maybe not so much now with the NIL and everything. But anyway, here's uh, Drake London talking about getting well with the quarterbacks because of the good personalities. Depends on depends on the type of player and type of person they are. Um, you could gel with somebody pretty quick or you cannot at the same time. And I feel like we're on the opposite end of that and we're gelling pretty well pretty quickly. Um, and it's just the players we are too. We can adjust to things a little bit easier, I think. In, in our ways. So, um, yeah, I think we're doing that pretty quickly here. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, always tough to adjust as a rookie wide receiver. Let's uh, let's hear from Grady Jarrett uh, talking about no one wants to wear that padded hel- those padded helmet caps. These, you know, strutting around. You know, they, they was the biggest group who really didn't want to wear it because they, they all about their swag and all that stuff. And the funniest thing, Kyle Pitts out there running around with it, he sure thought he wasn't going to wear it, but gotcha. <laughs> yep, yep, tight end. Yeah, get on in here. <laughs> yep. Could you hear the um, subtle media laughs in the background? They wear those shells because they're protective. That's the anti-concussion shells. College teams have adapted that. I, don't be surprised if the NFL, NFL ain't looking to pay out a billion dollars again. And if that means you got to wear shells, you'll wear shells. I can assure you, they'll they'll make them wear shells at some point. If that means not paying out a billion dollars, or you're going to sign away all your rights to sue us ever again. All right, when we get back, WWE superstar Lacey Evans going to join us as uh, SmackDown is here tomorrow night, Friday night right here in Atlanta as they get ready for SummerSlam this weekend in Nashville. We'll talk to her next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Right Now, the game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Attention, adoring fans. To more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Shuckery Show. Coming to you here live as we get ready for Friday Night SmackDown. Fox, of course, going to be here in Atlanta, State Farm Arena. Head to WWE.com or Ticketmaster.com to get tickets on the eve of SummerSlam, which you can head over to Peacock.com and, of course, watch it uh, online there. Sign up for, uh, for the uh, subscription through Peacock and check out what I always think is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year for WWE. We head out to the WaitFor.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. We talk to WWE superstar Lacey Evans. You can follow her on Twitter at Lacey Evans WWE. And Lacey has a match coming up on Friday as well here in Atlanta against Aaliyah. Lacey, thanks so much for uh, spending a few minutes with us today. I would say you're welcome. That'd be a lie. Honey, I got a lot to do, and kicking Aaliyah's butt is one of them. Well, I understand. Uh, she took a women's right from you, and uh, she probably got what she deserved. But that being aside, what uh, do I understand right? You grew up in Marietta. Is that where you actually grew up here around Atlanta? Well, I didn't quite grow up there. I was born there. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Georgia. You know, I got a lot of family from there. Um, but I, you know, I moved around a lot. My dad did construction and we, uh, jumped around, but yeah, no, I was born. I'm a Georgia peach. Nice. Nice. What made you decide to join the Marines? My life sucked. Um, my parents, uh, suffered with addiction and, uh, mental health. And so I didn't have very good role models. Um, had no idea what I wanted to do in my life, but just knew what I didn't want to do, which was what I saw growing up. So I decided that I would join the hardest branch that I could possibly join, become a military police officer to help those that uh, didn't help me. And, um, yeah, and so I ended up, you know, joining the United States Marine Corps at 19 years old. And it was the best decision I ever made. How would you describe that experience? How would you describe being in the Marines? Not not a typical pathway, but how would you describe that experience? Um, it was mentally very tough, uh, physically also tough. Um, but you know, my, I had a pretty rough upbringing mentally and physically. So, you know, it was, I was, I think I was born for it. I was made for it. Uh, what I've been through in my life prepared me for it. And it just, um, it just helped me realize there are other things in the world as far as, uh, human beings and passion and motivation and sobriety and goals and just, you know, hard-charging, squared-away people that wake up early and, you know, challenge themselves every single day, and um, and it made me the woman that I am today. WWE superstar Lacey Evans joining us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. She's going to be part of the SmackDown card here in Atlanta State Farm Arena coming up on Friday, WWE.com, Ticketmaster.com. You can get your tickets there. And, of course, SummerSlam coming up this weekend. Check out it at Peacock.com. So you get into wrestling in while you're in the Marines. How did that kind of connection come together? How did you find an interest that you wanted to go train to be a wrestler? I mean, it was wild. I went from being on a SWAT team and SRT, military police, um, to on a, on a random Saturday. I was active duty, um, and it was a random Saturday. My staff sergeant did what I thought of backyard wrestling. I went to watch him, um, and I brought my two-and-a-half-year-old, you know, and, and next thing you know, there's a Hall of Famer that was actually a, like a scout, like a recruiter, 
um, within WWE who saw me and said, you know, I think you have what it takes to be a WWE superstar. And, of course, I laugh. Um, you know, I'm from the trailer park. I, my, I don't come from a line of, you know, wrestlers or, or famous people. Like, I, I come from nothing. And it was everything in me just to keep my head above water and, and try to break the cycle within my own self, much less my family at that time. So it was just, it was from, it was definitely from left field. Um, but of course I had nothing to lose. I asked my master guns, uh, in my shop if I could go and have three days of leave to go try this tryout out in Orlando, Florida. He gave me his blessing. He said verbatim, he said, go kill it, Marine. I went down there and three days uh, afterwards, I guess they decided that I would be one of their top choices and they offered me a contract shortly after. So had you watched any wrestling growing up or were you exposed to the business of wrestling or anything like that? Did you have much of a background associated with it? No, I had a rough childhood. I mean, I didn't sit with Meemaw and Peepaw on the, on the, the, you know, on the carpet watching wrestling on Sundays, how you hear all these other passionate stories. I, uh, I had a job full time since I was 14. Um, I, you know, I worked hard to, to try to get out of a, a negative lifestyle. I didn't have time to, to have that, um, you know, connection with my grandma or watching, you know, wrestling. Um, I did do pro wrestling or, excuse me, amateur wrestling in high school. I was first in the state of Florida um, and ninth in the nation uh, for amateur freestyle and folk style. But that was that was it. Once I joined the Marine Corps, um, you know, I dove right into trying to get a degree, trying to raise babies, have a family and continue to break the cycle. I never thought in a million years that they'd find me, much less me have what it takes to do the job. Um, I'm not, a, you know, I wasn't an actress. I wasn't, I had no goal. I, my goal was to break the drug addiction and mental health cycle within my family. And next thing you know, I'm in front of millions of people showing them what you're capable of if you don't give up. And it's been an incredible ride. WWE superstar Lacey Evans joining us here in the WaitFor.com hotline, getting ready for SmackDown coming up on Friday. WWE.com, Ticketmaster.com is where you can get your tickets for the event at State Farm Arena. So you trained in South Georgia, I believe, right? That's that's where you trained down there at one of those schools in South Georgia? Yeah, APW in Statesboro, Georgia um, is where I started my you know, training and getting to know what it was that was was going to be expected of me at the tryout as, in, as well as in WWE. And um, and then I had to move down to Orlando, Florida, to continue the training under the cap of WWE to see if I could eventually make it to Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. So, I, I know you were a Marine, and I've worked with wrestling schools and stuff. What was it like those first several times taking flatback bumps, running the ropes? I mean, I know you're a Marine, and you're probably in really good condition, but was it a little bit eye-opening, different? How did you think about that first experience? I mean, it's definitely different. You can't compare it to anything, but, you know, uh, that word Marine, uh, there's, not, there's not much that we uh, can't take. And, I, I mean, I loved it. I, that's, I, I, needed, I needed to fill that void, you know. Um, I love the hard-hitting side of it. I love the challenge side of it, not only physically but mentally, emotionally. I, I mean, if, if I'm not uncomfortable every single day I wake up, then, then I'm not happy. And I think WWE does that for me. How much fun is this women's division to be a part of? There's so many great performers. And look, as somebody, I've watched wrestling my whole life and just to see the, the quote-unquote evolution, if you will, of the women's division. You have so many people there to work with that are so great. How much fun has it been being a part of this group? It's been awesome. Um, and not just as in like an evolution standpoint, because I, I mean, I've got two daughters now that 
watch watch what we do in our backstage and watch these women train and work hard and get their game face on and get their hair and makeup done just to go out there and get it smeared all over the place and it's it's awesome i'm very blessed that i get to raise a daughter in this environment because we are some of the strongest women that um that i've ever you know known i believe uh, just because of how strenuous this is on our not our bodies only but travel and mentally and physically and emotionally and and my kids get the you know they're the women of WWE are role models to my to my daughters um, because I they get to see firsthand what we go through and um, and it's just been awesome to especially as moms you know now when I came into the business I had a two and a half year old and I was carrying her around backstage and trying to learn this business and and you know and it was kind of taboo you really didn't see moms you know backstage right before they go out with a baby on their hip I was one of the first ones as far as that goes. But um, now you see it everywhere. You see Becky Lynch, you see the Bellas, you see, um, you know, myself, you see Ronda Rousey. And we all have got kids. We're raising babies and we're, we're chasing our dreams and showing all the mothers around the world that it's, it's possible. You know, it takes work, but you can do it. So one of the things I love about the women's division is that there is a lot of second-generation talent. And, you know, for instance, we're even seeing now The Rock's daughter is coming up through and, and getting into developmental. Would wrestling be something that you would allow your kids or inspire your kids or, you know, let your kids get into and, and be a part of that wrestling environment? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, this, this has been one of the coolest things I've ever got to experience in my life. Um, the WWE is an incredible company to work for. Um, uh, it was from the beginning. It is still to this day. Um, if if my daughters choose to do this, absolutely. I have a one that's turning ten, you know, in next month, and I told Stephanie McMahon that um, I better be her first uh, match in the ring um, because it, I mean, what? She's only got eight more years till she's legal, and I want to give her her first ass whooping. That's for sure. Last thing for you, Lacey. All right, I love to talk about finishing moves. Tell me about the women's ride. I love it when you when you bring that out. I love when you knock somebody out with it. Tell me about how you came up with that, how that came about. Uh, honestly, i got to give full credit to Scotty Tuhati. Not only did he teach me how to throw it, but he also created the name of it. Um, you know, in NXT, in the developmental program, I was a sassy Southern belle. Um, you know, I believed women could bake a pie just as good as they could fire a weapon. Um, you know, I was very pro-feminine, but also, you know, strong and tough. And so he's like, man, you know, you throw an awesome punch. I think you should name it the woman's right because it's your right hand. You know, it's women's rights are so important. And so it just was a perfect encapsulation of everything. So, uh, yeah, I was like, that's, that's freaking perfect. And so ever since then, it's just been the woman's right. You know, I stand for what all strong women are capable of, what we're made of, and I'm the prime example. So why not, you know, shut somebody's mouth with the same right hand that I work hard with? It just, it just fit. All right. So I know if we see the worm, that means Scotty Tuhati, uh, you know, put that on you too. So we'll see if the, we'll see if that happens. So follow her on Twitter at Lacey Evans WWE. She's going to be part of the SmackDown show here at State Farm Arena coming up on Saturday. She's going to give that women's right to Aaliyah. I hope you knock her out uh, this time, but that's just me talking. Uh, WWE.com, Ticketmaster.com. Get your tickets there. Check out SummerSlam this weekend coming up as well. Peacock.com is the place to check that out. Lacey, thank you so much for a few minutes here in Atlanta. Good luck on uh, Friday night. Probably don't need to wish you that. You're going to knock her out anyway. So good luck to you, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Preach it, brother. Thank <laughs> you so much. You guys have a good one. You got it. John Chuck, we'll be back. Sports Radio, not the game, and the Odyssey.com app.
is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hey, all the sports music news and podcasts you want are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten, the new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Take a look at all the secret and not-so-secret guidelines that big leaguers follow while playing the game. Previous guests include Gary Sheffield, Larry Boa. Download Unwritten on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 404-741-0929 is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Uh, appreciate you folks reaching out about the interview. We had a lot of fun talking to Lacey Evans. Odyssey app site, catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, I am at JMCH316. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about SummerSlam coming up because um, I got to say, as of right now, this is a very uninspiring um, SummerSlam card that's, uh, that's out there right now. And supposedly everything for the show itself is – <clears throat> in the can and ready to go, um, even with Vince "quote unquote" gone, um, I'm with Vince Russo on that. I don't, I don't believe that Vince is is actually gone. Uh, not when his daughter and his son-in-law and you know his colleagues and everything are right there with him. But anyway, um, that's a different discussion for a uh, another time. Uh, don't forget all your training camp coverage coming up here on the home Atlanta Falcons. Got to look at the set today. Um, <clears throat> saw. Um, Saw our guy Money Mike uh, tweet out a picture. Did you see the picture that he tweeted out? A little different setup this year. I mean, it's like in a big tent area and all that kind of stuff. I'm guessing they're going to open that whole thing up or whatever like that. You've never been out to camp there, have you, Dylan? Not as a worker, just as a fan. Okay. I went there. I've been to Atlanta Falcons training camp one time um, before I actually started working at the station. Have you? Uh, okay, so you never seen our setup uh, out there. I saw you guys were out there when I was out there. I just wasn't working with you guys okay, yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. It wasn't um, like 20. So you, you, you kind of saw how we had that, you know, sort of like the the stage, but yeah. like with the open tent and all that kind yes. of stuff. This is like a big closed tent. This is a bigger setup. We have like the whole, if you've been to our setup before, we have the whole parking lot now on that side because they're not going to have the – Merchandise and stuff like that across from us. They are going to have all the porta potties, so hopefully those <laughs> will get empty during the show. That's still my favorite moment from camp. Randy Mack and I are out there on like a, I don't know, it's either a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Camp's way way done. We're out there to like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Camp's been over with for two three hours at that point, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, they um, they have those. They're fancier porta potties, but. They are what they are. They're like the ones with the AC in them. Well, yeah, and they're like a they're like a double wide porta yeah. potty, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they're 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 nicer. They're not like the traditional just kind of plastic box. They're a little bit more intricate, but they're porta potties. And of course, we're right in the middle of doing a show, and the porta potty guy backs his truck up to where they're at. Nobody there, obviously, and grabs out the hose, and they just start sucking and squirting and whatever you got to do for Could you a smell porta it? potty. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you could hear it. And you could smell it because I mean he's got the machine. He's you know yeah. sucking it all out there. So yep, we could you could hear it, smell it, see it. Thankfully, not taste it. Right, you know. <laughs> but yeah, everything else right in the middle of when we're talking, everything else, and that was our that was that that kind of got Randy and I to be like, do we really need to be out here at camp when there's right. nobody here? We used to see like uh, when Scott Pioli was with the Falcons, he'd just be walking around the parking lot, like he just crazy. you know after practice and everybody's yeah. left. 
He'd just be doing like walking around the parking lot for exercise, right? Just be walking around the parking lot for exercise. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, can we get Scott on the show or right. anything like that? So <laughs> we pull him over. But yeah, when uh, last time I went out there is when you guys were still across from the merchandise. Yeah. So that's going to change up because they've changed up the parking lot area and things like that. So um, the merchandise stuff is going to be over another section. They've changed up the design of the parking lot and they're building the huge media center and all that kind of stuff that's that's going to be out there as well so be we'll be we'll be in our same spot as we've always been it's just that the layout of the parking lot and everything like that's going to be a little bit different for some of the other things like the there's going to be food truck and concessions and and they're cheap look i mean they're i think they're like and i don't want to quote them i'm going to probably get in trouble if i do but they're like dollar hot dogs or like they were like $2 burgers or something like that, right? They're, they're not expensive concessions. And they got water and Gatorade and stuff out there for really cheap. So, I mean, look, there's a whole bunch of open practices. And then the 15th is going to be, which I believe, and I don't know if I can confirm this because I, 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 I only – I'm only finding out about this because I heard it on the conference call today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chuckery's going to be out there on the 15th for um, – Oh, you didn't know about that beforehand? I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I still don't know about it. It's not on the schedule, by the way. Oh. Um, I don't – well, I guess our, our remote schedule only goes up to the 9th, so I take that back. Our play-by-play schedule goes out longer, but our remote schedule – So uh, if, if I'm understanding right, because um, I, I – According to Mike Conti. Yeah. Now, maybe Mike – maybe – because the last time Conti had texted me about something was – Asking me if I could work with Mike Bell on a um, on uh, like a Sunday with uh, with Mike Bell uh, for one of the Atlanta United remotes. You know, like how we've been doing some, oh, yeah, some yeah, live yeah, remotes yeah. out yeah. at uh, out at Atlanta United. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he texted me back on the nineteenth of July. Uh, can you do a remote with Mike from one to two thirty? You know, one of the Atlanta United remotes on right. the weekend or whatever like that. I don't, I don't even know what weekend that is uh, out there. Uh, actually, that's uh, Saturday, August sixth. Okay. So uh, Mike Bell and I will be from 1 to 2.30 out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, I'm stuff. sure he's going to want to start drinking. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's a separate story for another day. But uh, so I guess I think we'll be – because what's weird is that's a Monday night, the 15th. So Oh. Yeah. So it's going to so, be like a special open practice type yeah, deal. Yeah, I mean, usually – They're selling tickets for that one too. Yes, they are. Well, usually usually for the last few years, that that has been kind of military appreciation day. It has been a $5 ticket event. But it's usually on Sunday. Usually, that's been on a weekend when they've done that. When they've done the open practice at Mercedes Benz like that, like for the military appreciation, all that stuff. So it is a five dollar ticket. You can go to AtlantaFalcons.com and, and find out about all this. But yeah, I think we're because they don't start till six thirty that night. Okay. So I believe we're. I didn't it sound like Mike said I'm going to be out there. Oh, it didn't sound like it. He did say you okay. were going to be out there. <laughs> so we're going to be out there at eleven o'clock, which I'm fine with being at Mercedes Benz till eleven o'clock. That's a good question. I wonder if we're going to be out there till eleven. All right, because there ain't going to be nobody. Yeah, you, practice is going to last till what? Eight o'clock, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Maybe it's eight not o'clock. Be too long, because yeah. I can't imagine them doing much. They'll probably do a couple of we're warm up, maybe do a couple of drills, yeah. and they're going to scrimmage, and that's it. Right. I mean, usually that usually those open practices are about an hour and a half from the time that they get started. They get some running clocks and they do some different things, stuff like that for the fans and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, um, usually they have the uh, the roof opened up and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I wonder where we'll broadcast from. Are we going to broadcast up there by um, what's that place called? Um, Cardi B's or Hattie B's or what, what, what's that restaurant called up there? Hattie B's. Cardi B's. All right. <laughs> Not Cardi B's. So we're going to be up there. By Hattie Cardi- B's actually really good. I know it is. It's it's actually really good. But it, but we're usually up in that area. Okay. Um, when we broadcast there, mm-hmm. usually that's the area where we're at because it's a nice open area there. 
You know, we go over to Fox Brothers. Last time we were there, Fox Brothers got us something to eat and all that kind of there stuff. There you go. Um, but you'll be Cardi B's, Fox Brothers. <laughs> uh, you know, so we've got Cardi B's, Red Fox. We've got all this stuff here. <laughs> and then we're usually right there in that area between those two restaurants. So it's a nice little spot to broadcast from. And fans can come by and throw stuff at us and feed the gorillas and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not so, feed the gorillas. Yeah, it makes it, makes it fun or whatever <laughs> like that. But that's usually where we broadcast. So I wonder if we're going to broadcast from there or for broadcasting from somewhere else. That's a interesting question. Yeah, because I mean, you if we're gonna be out there till if we're gonna be out there till eleven, yeah, it's gonna be a interesting environment. So do you do you do you think we're gonna you think you're gonna be out there till eleven? You think you might get a uh, get off early? Yeah, that's a good question because you know that's a good question because you know, know if, if they're gonna let you stay till eleven, I mean, people are they're gonna have to be some employees that have to lock yeah, up or whatever, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, right? Or like, are they gonna keep the lights on for me? Right. You know, I mean, are we going to have any lights or anything out there? Seriously. Yeah, because by the time we get there, I don't know if Dukes and Bella's broadcasting out there or not, but by the time I get there, if, if you know, they'll be done probably by 8. Yeah. So that means an hour with the practice and mm-hmm. then, you know, three hours uh, after that of just me and the janitor. Right. You know? <laughs> Maybe, you know, that might be a good time to see if Cardi B's has any food left over or anything like that. There you go. Just, hey, yeah. and whatever Listen, you got left, just bring it over here. Shout out to the fine folks at Fox Brothers. They fed us previously when we've been out there. I mean, they, I, I remember that the last time we were out there, they, they joked, because Go Forth and I, uh, we were out there and they uh-huh. were joking about, they heard me on air because I was asking, like, are we going to get fed? <laughs> I mean, that, that's the first question I always have. Are we going to get fed? That's the first thing I always want to ask. Because it's them. the most important question there is. Absolutely. Right? It's the most important thing going on. So, so keep up with all your camp coverage. We'll be out there Friday, all week, next week, all kinds of good stuff. All right, let's squeeze in here a What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. All right, so remember a week or so ago when the Kyler Murray contract came down and the clause was put in there about watching film, this, that, and the other. And, of course, people lost their ever-loving mind on all sides of the debate or whatever like that, okay? So the Cardinals have opened up camp, right, like every other team in the NFL. And Kyler Murray called an impromptu press conference like he was busting in uh, an interview segment with Gordon Soley or, you know, Tony Schiavone. And, you know, this was all of a sudden TBS 605 on a Saturday David Crockett and Tony Schiavone at the desk, and somebody and Jim Cornette walks in. You know, for an in- Kyler Murray had an impromptu press conference and said this about that clause. It's almost you know to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career and not be a student of the game and not have that passion and not take this serious is almost it's disrespectful and it's it's almost it's almost a joke. You know, it's to me. I'm flattered. I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not not take it serious. It's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. This game's too hard. I refuse to let my work ethic, my preparation be in question. You know, I've put an incomprehensible amount of time and blood, sweat, tears, and work into what I do, whether it's football or baseball. You know, people can't even comprehend the amount of time that it takes to, to do two sports at a high level in college, you know, let alone do it, you know, be the first person to do it ever at my size. It's like I said, this is um, it's funny. But, I, you know, to those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of y'all without having a work ethic and without preparing it, I'm honored that you think that. But um, it doesn't exist. It's not it's not possible. It's not possible. So that's all I have on that. Okay. 
Can I tell you, with all of that said, that's the wrong crowd. With all due respect, if, if, if you're concerned about what the media or what fans or whatever said, that because that clip's a minute and a half. That, that's a straight minute and a half answer, which is a long time. It's a, I mean, you know, we, we normally try not to play like that long of a clip because the attention span goes away. That's a minute and a half, is it not, Dylan? So it's a minute 27, exactly what the time is, okay? It ain't the fans in the media you need to explain that to. Go talk to your team about it. The only, look, let's cut through the fog. Let's get down to brass tacks. The only reason that's in your contract is because your team and your franchise thinks that that has been a problem. Don't explain it to me, you know, Joe Bag of Donuts, you know, Jimmy Bob, you know, from Buford. Don't explain it to all of us, you know, blue checkmark media guy, you know, the, the, the Hugh Douglases and Randy Max, the media guys of the world. Don't explain it to all of us. Go, go ask your team why they put it in there. Because obviously there's a reason why they put it in. They didn't just willy-nilly put this in to your contract, Kyler. Now, look, they have $160 guaranteed million invested in you, okay? Obviously, when you give that kind of money, you have your I's dotted, your T's crossed, your P's circled in. You have everything figured out and ready to go. So if that is in your contract, there has to be a reason why. They didn't just do it to tick you off. They didn't just do it for the sake of doing it. They don't. They don't. And obviously you signed it knowing that it's in there. So rather than going around and explaining to the media and acting like you're Jim Cornette on Saturday night at 6.05 on TBS and David Crockett and Tony Schiavone are at the at the stand ready to introduce um, Dusty Rhodes versus some vagabond, you know, in a match. And you're Cornette. You come in, whoa, hold on, wait a minute. I got something to say about the Midnight Express. Rather than going through all of that, go have that discussion with your team. Rather than giving a minute and a half answer to all the vagabonds. that, Because, again, you don't owe them anything. Your team is what matters. And obviously, there's a reason why that was put in there. Ask your team why. And then come back with an answer. If it was that much. It, it, obviously, it was enough to have him have a, a minute and a half consecutive answer on that question. So, rather than being Jim Cornette on 6.05 on Saturday night with David Crockett and Tony Schiavone, talk to your team about it. You don't need an impromptu press conference. Ask your team about it. Then come up with your answer. And that's what's bugging Chuckery. Anyway. Uh, coming up top of the hour, we're going to talk some Braves baseball with you here. If you missed our interview earlier with Gabe Burns, we'll replay that coming up at 940 for you. But coming up top of the hour, is second base becoming a higher priority for the Braves at this trade deadline? I think so. I'll explain next. Chuckery in the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.